0: Hey, Choose Love friends, it's Scarlett Lewis, the founder of the Choose Love Movement, and I have a really special guest. In fact, we're actually sitting in the parking lot of an elementary school in New Hampshire, and I'm with Lenny O'Keefe. Lenny is a comfort dog handler, and Liberty is his comfort dog, the first ever Choose Love comfort dog in the world. And Lenny is actually starting a whole Choose Love Comfort Dog movement in the United States and around the world. I'm so excited that you're with me. Thank you so much, Lenny, for being here.
1: Well, thank you so much for having us. It's, uh, it's, it's quite the joy um, to see the difference that, uh, that you're making in the world. And being part of that difference has is, is been so much fun.
0: Oh, and we have been such a great team for the past year, have traveling together on the Choose Love bus... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> With yes. Liberty yes. sitting right in the middle uh between the driver and you and uh just visiting kind of all ages, tons of schools, even prisons here in uh and and, and uh governmental agencies. We've just been all over the state. And um, bringing Liberty, and I have to say that when we bring Liberty, who's this just absolutely gorgeous yellow lab mix, yes. right? Yes. Uh, and she's got her vest, her working vest on that has the, um, she's part of the Concord Police Department. Yeah. So she has a police department patch. She also has a Choose Love comfort dog patch and another patch with the formula on it that you created. Yeah. And, uh, and so I have to say that when, when you're here, you steal the show yeah, with Liberty.
1: She, she steals the show. I, I often tell people if Liberty could drive, I'd probably be pretty useless in the in, in the whole scheme, but yes, 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 yes. That's yeah, so funny. Yeah. She does. The, the kids are, um, taken to her and it doesn't matter the age either, whether yeah. I'm in a elementary school or a high school, the kids, yeah. you know, there, there's a reason we have dogs at home. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so you, can you give us a little bit of your background and then how you became a comfort dog handler and then how you were introduced to the Cheese Love movement?
1: Yes, So I, uh, so I started my law enforcement career way back in like 1990 and I worked for a couple of different police departments, smaller police departments in New Hampshire, um, and then I went to work in corrections. I actually left corrections I went to police work. And then I left police work and went back to corrections. I really had a uh, wonderful boss in corrections and I was in charge of training and I got to travel all around the United States. And I, I, um, worked with the American jail association and I became a trainer for them. So I got to go all over the United States and train and anybody that, does that also knows you learn a lot
0: mm-hmm. and i think
1: that was my favorite part and one of the things is uh as you travel around the united states what you have for problems in your jail other people have the exact same problem there's nothing there's nothing unique it's it's all the same um you know and somebody once described working in corrections there used to be a show called uh the dirtiest job or the world's dirtiest job and they described corrections as probably the world's dirtiest job because it is it's uh human beings taking care of human beings that, and those human beings don't want to be there. So like the world's um, worst job, the world's worst. Yeah. 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 You know, dealing with, and, um, but you also understand that we're all human beings. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you, you know, we're all human beings. So human beings taking care of human beings. um, it's a unique job, Mm -hmm. it's a fun job, but you learn in really
0: challenging situations. I mean you learn a
1: lot. You've got human beings
0: that are that have made huge mistakes, that are incarcerated, that are in a huge amount of pain. That's why they're there. Yeah. Because they have no coping skills.
1: Exactly. And then you've
0: got other human beings taking care of them and that's a tough situation. And
1: one of the biggest biggest parts of that is the word manipulation. Mm. And you're talking there's a part of the population that doesn't have all the necessities to live in the world. And to get that thing, they become master manipulators. Mm-hmm. You know, if um, mom or dad are, are hooked on heroin or alcoholics and you have four or five brothers and sisters, I mean, who's going to eat the most for supper tonight? You know, the first one to learn to cook, the first one to... Uh, um, Basically, it becomes manipulation at that point. Or who's
0: even going to
1: get food. Or who's even going to get food, yeah. So be, you become pretty good manipulators. And uh, unfortunately, they're, they end up in the system. Mm-hmm. And, and they learn manipulation better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of times who you're dealing with. you know, It's those people who have learned to survive in this world um, without money, without food, without love you without know, caring, and without, without caring. nurturing. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so dealing with those people becomes uh it becomes a challenge, but you have to learn, you know, you have to understand, you have to, um, you know, we often talk in the Choose love, you know, we talk about, you don't know people's backstory.
0: Yeah. You know, you have to get and, curious. and you
1: have to, you have to, and what that, and that's happened the only to way.
0: them that got them into this place? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's funny when I, when I first met you, um, we used to talk, I used to teach a class, is an officer safety class, and I used to refer to, to I've met some monsters in my life, but um and basically it was people that did horrible things to other people. Yeah. Um but when you learn the backstory, you you get it, it helps you understand more, mm-hmm. you know. Um
0: maybe even come to feel some compassion for yeah. them.
1: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well
0: oh so that's so interesting. I'm, I'm sitting here listening to what you're saying. And then, wow, what is the circuitous path that got you back around to being a, being a part of the Choose Love movement and, and a comfort dog handler?
1: Yeah. So I, I retired and I went to work for uh, Concord Police Department. And it was, an, it was basically I was um, delivering paperwork, directing traffic, doing like simple things. And, um, the, our chief of police was actually at a NAMI meeting. So it was a a mental illness meeting and, uh, they were talking and a client asked if the police department had a dog. Um, and the chief started talking about a canine, like a patrol canine. And the client said, no, no, no. She says, if I'm having a crisis, do you guys have a dog you could bring to me to help me in my crisis? And the chief thought about it, and he's like, "No, we we don't have that." But then we started doing research, and we actually found out we found one in in California, Hawthorne Police Department. California had that kind of a dog. So, um, and it's a
0: comfort dog.
1: It's a comfort dog, one hundred percent,
0: specifically trained to. Provide comfort. Provide comfort. Like literally unconditional love, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what dogs are anyway, right? Yes,
1: that's why we have them at home. That's (laughs) why we go home to them. It's true. You know, and we're excited as human beings when we get home from a rough day and they meet us at the door. And They're they the ones that the meet us at the
0: door with the wagging tails, yes. the, the tongue out, the smile on their face, offering us. They, they've waited all day for us to get yes. home and they yes. can't wait to see us. Yes. And they just shower us with love. Right. Yes. And it feels so good. Exactly. That's why I have three.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I have three too. Yeah. And it, it's exactly it. It's, it's, it's that unconditional love. Yeah, And um, to have that um, in the police world is huge, not only for the police officers, victims, Um, and just people we see on the street, you know, we have people approaching us that if I'm with a police officer walking down the street and I have Liberty, people are approaching us. Mm -hmm. We're in this world, you know, it's not, it's not always cool to approach the police officer, right? but now they're approaching us, you know, it's, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about police reform in the world and this is police reform to me. Mm-hmm. before we had her three 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 years now at the police department so this has been we were way ahead of the game as far as police reform goes you know we use her for victims mainly for victims i've been to a house fire i've been to stood by a family on the side of a river as they were looking for their child in the oh. river because the child had drowned um domestic violence often you go to a domestic violence call there's kids at the house yeah you know um like i said a house fire the the families losing their their everything they own, and we're standing by with the kids. The kids don't quite grasp what's going on, yeah. And having liberty there it helps a lot. Just so, calms them down, yeah, Reduces anxiety.
0: Down. And actually, we were talking earlier. There is research that shows that these comfort dogs provide a, a, a tremendous amount of help. Yes. To people in, yeah. in, in, in really extreme times of need.
1: Yes, very, very much there so. There are hundreds
0: and hundreds of studies. Yes. Oh my
1: so I went online to, to to research for this for us sitting down talking. And I didn't have enough time in a day to read all the research. And um when we first got Liberty, um, one of the ideas was she was gonna go to the child advocacy center and sit with children who are going through forensic interviews, children who have been abused, mm-hmm. who now have gotta go in a room and tell this story. Um and some of those kids, we sat with a three-year-old not too long ago, you know that that was going to go through this process of of going through an interview. A child that could barely barely speak is going to go through this interview, and we've we sat with that child. And um, so there's a uh, a deputy. He's from he was from Brevard County down in Florida. His name is Jesse Holton, and he did a doctorate. His whole doctorate dissertation on the use of a dog doing forensic interviewing. And their numbers nationally, the average of Um, a child is going to come forward to say they've been abused. Sadly is only about 30, 32%. Uh. And that's for females too, that have been abused. Um, The average is only 32% that we're actually finding out about. So there's almost, you know, almost 70% of um, children who've been abused or females that have been abused and even males that have been abused, a lower number um, that are actually going to come forward. But they put this dog in the room with these kids down in, uh, down in Brevard County and their number went from 30% to 80%. That is incredible. Yeah. yeah. And it, it just is not, you know, in those so interviews, the they give, give them, them courage. Yes. And in in these interviews, they yeah. were giving them stuffed animals before. Right. And now they put the live dog in there, the real dog. And, and, um, it, their numbers went from thirty to eighty percent, and I remember incredible. I remember coming back to one of our detectives at RPD and saying, "Hey, listen, this is what the numbers are saying down in Florida." And she said to me, she looked at me as serious could be, and said, "We'd have to hire three or four more detectives if their num- numbers are going to go from thirty to eighty percent. That's 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 tough. That is, you know, tough. yeah, yeah." Oh so, my
0: gosh. So, so they, how did you get to choose love?
1: So me and Liberty, we visit the schools in, in Concord a lot and I got invited to a kindergarten open house. So this is these new parents. This is their first interaction. Some of them with a school, you know, I'm sending my kindergartner off to school and their parents are all nervous. So the principal of that school, um, started talking to the parents about the choose love movement. And he's adapted Choose Love. He's using Choose Love in his school. They're doing Choose Love in this school every day. Abbott Downing School in Concord, every day the teachers are in. The um, we were there. We saw the um, gentleman who who was sweeping the floors. He was involved in yeah, Choose it was Love. Great, fantastic. Yeah. So, um, Everyone so can everybody's love. everybody's in the Choose Love. Yeah. And I'm listening to him talk about this Choose Love, and I'm like, oh, wait a second. That's what me and Liberty are doing every single day walking into these schools Mm -hmm. where, you know, we're, you know, courage, you know, compassion and action, forgiveness, gratitude. That's what we are. And that's what we stand for. So he's probably three or four minutes into his talk and I'm already texting. Uh, I went to the, (laughs) I went to the choose love website and I'm texting the New Hampshire rep and it it. was Shannon Mm -hmm. and Shannon answered me right away. And um, we actually got together. You were up, going to be visiting like in a couple of days. So you came to the police department and um and it was, it was a great match. It really, really was, you know, that's, that's what me and Liberty, when we visit these schools, that's what it's about.
0: That's what it's you about. Know? And then Choose Love kind of gave you a language to be able to speak to the kids with,
1: right? 100%. We yeah. just, um, I went to another school, um, recently and it was, um, Compassion and Action Week. And so they invited us. So me and Lib went to the school I love and that. Five days, Monday through Friday, we did Compassion and Action with um, with all the classes. You know, we talked, and and what was amazing is you would ask the kids what the dog has to do with Compassion and Action, and they they understood, they got it.
0: Yeah, of, know, all ages, right? of all
1: ages, of all ages. Yeah, they understood. She sits there, she listens. She's not a, she's not offering bad advice. You know, she just sat sits there and 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 takes it into love
0: and is present with you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and he gives
0: listens. and receives yes,
1: love. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And it was so beautiful. and and for them to understand that and get that um, from a dog, it, it's to me it was huge, you know.
0: That is so huge. Yeah. And so uh so we actually had when when I visited the Concord Police Department, we had an official ceremony where we made Liberty the first ever Choose Love comfort dog, yes. which was really awesome. We have a picture from that day. Yeah. And you went through our training online. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. So it's proactively because, did that. Yeah. So I went home that night from that, from that meeting at the, uh, at the elementary school where this, this principal's talking about using choose love and I ran home and I, and I had to take all the, all the courses online. It, it's just, it was so eye opening, you know, especially after seeing a different part of the world for 20 years working in law enforcement. Um, This is, this is bright, hopeful, um, you know, from coming from a darkness to seeing this, this hopefulness in the world. And, and it just, it's just a different perspective and, and I couldn't take enough of the courses, you know, I went online and, um, it's just, it gives you that, that hope that the world is, uh, going to change. It's going to get better, you know? And, and the first time we met, I did, I looked at you and I said, Boy, coming from what I've seen in the world, forgiveness is really, really tough for me and when you explained um forgiveness to me it one hundred percent it 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 changed it's it's you're not forgetting I think that's the key is you're mm-hmm. not forgetting what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but to cut that cord and not let it keep dragging you down.
0: Right. Um, you're just not, you just, you're just cutting the cord that attaches you to pain. It's not that you're not holding them accountable yeah. or responsible. You still do, but you're just letting the hurt go. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're refusing to allow the person who hurt you to control you Yes. or for you to be controlled by your own pain of yeah. what you did. You can forgive yourself as yeah. well.
1: Yeah. And I, and, and. On top of doing the Choose Love, the, you know, the Comfort Dog program, um, I am part of the SISM team in New Hampshire, Crisis Intervention, Crisis Incident Stress Management. And basically, it's peer-to-peer counseling, police officer to police officer, or first responder to first responder. Because um, for many years, you see bad things, and they would bring in a therapist at work and put them in a room and say, okay, uh, they're in the room. If you want to go in the room and go talk to them, go in the room and go talk to them. And no one ever goes in that room. <laughs> no, thanks. No one's going in that room. First <laughs> yeah. of all, you're not going to show weakness. At, you know, even though you are and you're hurting on the inside because of what you saw or what you were involved in, you're hurting on the inside, but you can't let your buddies know that you're going to go in this room and talk to this person. Mm-hmm. So so no one ever goes in that room. And that, But with the peer-to-peer, um, it kind of changes. It kind of changes it all up. Because um, you're talking to
0: somebody who knows, who knows who's been there as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so so it changes it up. So that was part of using Liberty, too, was on the SISM teams. Um, So Liberty
0: helps with little kids and with big
1: kids. And with big kids. (laughs) But now it's my, it's another, you know, do the choose love comfort dog. But we've got to do choose love for, for, for first responders. I think that would help. Absolutely. Like I said, forgiveness is a huge part. It is. Gratitude. You don't ever see any gratitude, especially... Uh, if you work as a police officer, you're out in the public and, and people are grateful. You you get, you know, we get notes and we get stuff and uh, and there's a little more gratitude there. But the people that work in the, uh, behind the prisons and in the jails, not a lot of gratitude. You don't right. really That's see that really gratitude and um, going through that career without seeing a lot of gratitude. Gratitude can be tough. Um, Plus, you're, you're seeing
0: really, really difficult situations. And yeah. if you don't have the coping skills, I can see how you would become very jaded and very angry yourself
1: yeah, yeah. and and you see and, and that. actually
0: the statistics show that right is that yeah. where you were going with yes. that yes with not only corrections officers but also with police officers
1: yes 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 it's a very, tremendous amount of stress much. yeah yeah so and but i think and even taking these choose love courses it changed a lot for me on, on a personal level you know just just cutting that cord like you talked about um that that's huge that that's a big part
0: I didn't know this. I was 44 years old when Jesse was murdered. And I started thinking there's got to be a different way because what we're doing isn't working. Yeah. And so how about addressing the cause of the pain that eventually becomes those people in prison yes. and and kids that yes. shoot up their schools? How about addressing that pain and giving the kids coping skills, uh, the ability to choose another path?
1: Yeah. I went to, it's funny, years ago, I went to a conference and I saw a gentleman speak and he talked about how the firefighters get it. And what he meant by that is for many, many years, even if you talk to your grandparents, you say, hey, were you doing fire drills in school? They'd be like, yep. And we're still doing fire drills today. But we weren't, when I was young and in school, we weren't doing lockdown drills. (sighs) Right. So it took something bad to happen in the school.
0: Active for shooter us to drills. start
1: for us to start doing active shooter drills. Right. Well, the firefighters have had emergency lights that light up, even if all the power's off. They've had fire um, alarms in schools for a hundred years. Or yeah. so the firefighters have been very proactive. You know, most of the buildings you go in now, there's water already ready for the fire in the building. It's called a sprinkler system. Right. But as police officers for in law enforcement, we didn't have all that stuff back then. And it took the things to happen in school for us to start being proactive. Right. Um, But we can even be more proactive because if a fire happens in a house today, someone's coming in after and they're going to find out what caused that fire.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: The police, if something bad happens in a house today, uh, a domestic fire, the police officers are coming in that house and they're not finding out what caused that domestic. They're actually stopping before we actually find out what caused that domestic.
0: So you're just addressing right? the outcome. So yes. there's abuse here. Yes. And we are going to discipline the abuse. Yes. Right? And then yeah. stop it. Yes. But we're not going in to find out what caused it. So you no. can't prevent you can't prevent it from happening in the future.
1: No. No. Yeah. So that's that's the key with, with what you're doing is we're going to address we're going to be proactive.
0: Yeah, what caused it yeah. in the first place? We're not
1: going to – we're going to stop being reactive. Yeah. You know, and the police world has gotten much better mm-hmm. at being proactive. You know, um, community policing, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. programs were like, even D.A.R.E., you know, some people talk that D.A.R.E. didn't work. But, but it got your police department in the school. It got them in front of your kids. It mm-hmm. got – a relationship my kid is 32 33 years old he knows who his dare officer was still you know so there is that proactive approach Mm -hmm. um and 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 that's another thing with the the comfort dogs It's, it's very much proactive absolutely you know we're meeting kids in a school just in case they ever have to come in and do an interview, there's that trust between them and Liberty already, Mm -hmm. you know? So, so that's a proactive approach. So
0: it's really beautiful because it it actually takes courage to, to be with someone in pain. And oftentimes if you're an educator, you've got 20 other kids that need your attention and you it's, it's really impossible to drop everything and be with that child. Um, a, A burning building. I mean, there's, everything going on and there's this high stress situation, how can you be present with the child that really needs it right then and there? And that's yeah. a perfect opportunity yeah. for the comfort dog to come in.
1: Yeah. And a lot of the proactive approach, I mean, we're sitting outside of a school right now and all the windows have numbers on them. I see that. 20 years ago, we didn't have numbers on windows of schools.
0: I saw that, but I didn't even that's wonder what That's so we know where was. the
1: shooter in the school is when we get here.
0: Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: because because somebody inside the school is going to say, oh, they're in room 603. And back in the day, we had to pull out a set of blueprints to find out where school room 603 was. Wow. Now, because they're going to go right in, they know exactly, we know that's room 904. We know this is room 806. Oh my God, we I'm looking at numbers right on windows. They're yeah. big
0: numbers on the windows. Yeah. But wow. that's that
1: hard approach to it. And what you're doing is that, social, emotional learning is, is a different approach. Yeah. You know, it's
0: a, it's a softer approach. It addresses the cause. It's just, it's just really kind of simple, essential life skills. It's uh, essentially, it is giving kids, fortifying them with what they need to be able to handle the pain that they're in. And Lenny, gosh, now you've been with me so many bus stops and you've seen And, and this to me is just kind of so mind boggling, the amount of pain that elementary kids have and middle and high. Yes. But I actually never realized it started so young.
1: yeah They carry
0: around a lot of pain, shame, guilt, blame
1: yeah as small kids. Yeah. I think, you know, the hardest one so far for me, the hardest one being, being a uh, sport parent with some sports all growing up and, and there's a lot of, uh, a lot of pressure on these young kids playing sports. And we had a young man who wrote on his piece of paper that he forgave his father for yelling at him for not playing so well in the hockey game last night. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot on that kid's shoulders. It's a lot. And he's got all that on his shoulders. And now we expect for him to come to school the next day. Um, what if he had a test that day? And this is what's on his shoulders. He's not thinking about that test. You know, he's thinking about his dad yelling him for playing in a hockey game that when it comes down to it, that hockey game really doesn't mean a lot in his life. Right. Right. And and
0: you don't realize that, that your child will then carry that. I'm sure the parent wasn't, didn't want to like burden his child. That was, yeah, but they carry that with them. One of the ones uh, that I've seen is uh, I forgive myself for not making dinner for my, my siblings. It's like, wow. Yeah. And, um, then there was one, I know I've talked about this before, but um, a first grader writing, I am so, 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 so sorry, S-O-R-E, for F-O-R-E, everything i done, so, so sorry. It's this. It's this first grader, six-year-old, yeah. that's, it's like, you're looking at this little kid and you're thinking, how, what do you have to be sorry for? Yeah. What could you possibly have done yeah. that you are so sorry for? And that is all this shame and pain and guilt that they're carrying around with them. So we're actually having them write on a piece of paper what I, what they forgive their selves for or or what someone did to them that hurt them that they forgive. And then they take the paper and they crumple it up and they throw it away in a bin for self or other. And uh, And the kids, it's so interesting because the kids today and within the last couple of weeks have been Um, taking the paper and not just throwing it away, but throwing it on the ground and stomping Stomping. on it and then picking up. Can I rip this up? (laughs) Yes, you can rip it up, but there's a lot of pain. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as an adult, if I had to put every sorry that I've ever felt in a backpack and have to wear that on my shoulders, I wouldn't be able to walk. Yeah. Yet yeah, these kids are doing that today. They're doing it today. Yeah. They're doing yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Which which just brings us all the way back around to the importance of having a comfort dog like Liberty. Yeah. And uh, and you've seen the whole spectrum. You've you've been working in prisons and yeah. seen what happens when kids don't have coping skills. What can happen ultimately. When they don't know how to handle their pain, when they grow up manipulating because they they are neglected and they lack and they can't cope, and so now you're addressing, you're actually proactively preventing that yes. with yeah. what you're doing, and also yeah. also helping manage that pain.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's it's really neat to see when a kid goes um, almost like forehead to forehead with Liberty, and just there's that. That sense of relief they feel, just holding on to her, you know, they hold on to her face and they go forehead to forehead, Mm -hmm. and you know, there's that little bit of release coming there. I've seen uh, it. And they get up, and it's just, it's just a different day. Um, We had a young, you know, sitting here today, we had a young gentleman that was. Having a crisis here today, a young yeah. gentleman. And I didn't want to step in right away with Liberty. Um, trying to, you know, you don't want to push her on people. Well, I think, actually, he I think that's the key. And he
0: at first didn't want to go
1: no, over. No, no, yeah. no. And so I stayed away, stayed away. And then I saw him kind of coming our way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went and um, it changed his day. It
0: completely. It took, there was a teacher
1: carrying him to try to get him to move. To all of a sudden everything was good. Actually managing and, him
0: on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Wrangling with yes, him on the ground. On the ground. Right. And
1: they were doing a class picture and he didn't want to be part of his class's class's picture today. And at the end of our our, our session with him when he, we were talking and so on, I handed him the leash and I asked him to go. Getting a picture with Liberty and he went in a different class's picture. <laughs> but yeah. he got to bring Liberty over to her picture and um And he was smiling. And he was smiling and then and he, was he went happy. And, and then he went and did the compassion table. Yes, so yes. he didn't participate in anything. Right. But that interaction with the dog changed from not being in the picture to being in the picture, not participating in any other tables to so going over and participating in a compassion table. Um it changed his day
0: literally went from having a meltdown, yeah, literally a meltdown on the ground, unmanageable, yeah to going over and drawing a picture of of compassion yeah and smiling and being a complete part of the day it was yeah. incredible
1: and we we have started seeing a couple schools adding um adding the uh the therapy dogs in the schools mm-hmm. um um I had a conversation with somebody the other day and they were using them in um, with the kids that were had special needs. But I think if you take that dog and go out through the whole school that day with the dog, Mm -hmm. you'll find out that, that it's, yes, those kids do need the dog, Mm -hmm. but all the other kids in the school could use a little bit of that dog too during the day. So there's
0: always a few kids in every class that are going through something. Yeah.
1: And I've yet to meet somebody in a school that said that they would do this for the school. So it's not like there's a lack of people willing to do the dog part in the school. Um, it's to me, a lack of people, um, opening their eyes and and seeing that, listen, this does, this does make a difference in a school.
0: And the need is going up and this is a perfect solution
1: for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, Recently, um, and and you can check too, there's dogs that work down at a school in Florida that had the shooting. There's dogs working. Uh, I think recently last year, I think we were together in Illinois, they had a shooting at a school. And now if you look, they have dogs working in that school too.
0: Actually, did you tell me that the whole comfort dog... Uh, concept started at Sandy hook elementary after that shooting.
1: So there was, um, so yes, in new England, there was a gentleman who worked for a police department and he had a St. Bernard and he's pretty much the innovator of this whole thing. Clarence. Uh, the dog's name was Clarence. Yeah, the St. Bernard. Who I
0: have met.
1: Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. And, um, so the story goes that um, basically he goes down to Sandy Hook and he, he goes to the fire station. And there was all these people, you know, the federal government was there, the FBI. You're talking about
0: that day. That day, and I was yes. there at the fire station. There's all yeah. these people at the fire and station. We're, we're supposed to be there and meeting uh, meeting our kids and then taking them home, yeah. being reunited.
1: Yeah, and yeah. he shows up and he knocks on the door. And the gentleman that was running basically the scene there um, was there and he opened the door and uh, this police officer was, has the St. Bernard, and they stood in the door and said that he was here to help. And he, the gentleman closed the door. And then he thought about it for a second, and he said, you know, what could have hurt? So we opened the door, and he let this gentleman and the St. Bernard in. And that gentleman teaches a class all around the world now about what he went through mm-hmm. as running the scene for Sandy Hook. Mm-hmm. And at the end of his class, he basically says at the end of his class to all these other law enforcement people in the world, if a uh, police officer in St. Bernard show up at your scene, you always let him in. Wow. So it made that big of an impact on the uh, on the first responders that day that were... We're dealing with uh, with with what had happened. So
0: it's such a big deal, and there's so much fear when things happen like that. And I I saw it too, even with other outside people that came in trying to offer services, and and they were shut out too. And I think that we need to take a deep breath, yeah, and and accept help when it shows up, especially in the form of a comfort dog. Yeah,
1: yeah. and even so, it, um, recently I had the, I had the uh, the pleasure of speaking to the uh, peace bunny so the gentleman who started the peace bunny yes. movement and his mother had responded to sandy hook that day um with another dog group that, that did therapy dogs and so she went home um from that saying that you know it made such a big difference mm-hmm. and the peace bunny movement started there mm-hmm. where he, where he's rescuing bunnies and turning them into therapy therapy animals so yeah. um you know, something again, it's, it's um that was all reactive, but we know now we've learned. So yeah. let's all be proactive now and let's, let's, let's do that stuff. So.
0: so Lenny, what is your vision for the choose love comfort dog movement?
1: So I'm hoping to get, so again, I want to marry not only the comfort dog, but I want that first responder piece too. So there is now about 15 comfort dogs that work in the state of New Hampshire. There's, probably a 30, 40 in Massachusetts. It's really taking off now. So I would love to get that Choose Love movement um, into the police departments and into the uh, the comfort dog handlers. So almost, um, you know, two birds with one stone kind of thing there. So um, it's a great message. It's a great message um, working in law enforcement. Um, and it's a great message for these people that are working with these comfort dogs. It gives them something to talk about when they go into schools. You know, it gives them lessons they can help teach in these schools. And the dogs help a hundred percent. So
0: oh a hundred percent. And so what does it take for people who are listening, who are saying absolutely our school needs a comfort dog or our community needs one, our police department needs one. What does it take to, to get a comfort dog?
1: So we reached out to a lady who was training dogs. Um, her It's hero pups is an organization and she was training uh, PTSD service dogs for veterans and first responders. And when I called her, I said, this is, this is our idea. And she says, when can we meet? And we actually met again. We met the next day. Um, so it's it's new still um we're all learning together like i said there's 15 dogs often we meet together and we talk and we're all still it's so new that we're all still learning from from what each other is doing so um we've had people that have gotten puppies and trained them themselves um liberty was trained when we got her the laura from hero pups trained her for about a year when we got her um but it takes a right temperament for a dog too and i think having somebody pick the right puppy for you is key mm-hmm. somebody that knows what they're doing cuz liberty is sometimes it's one or two kids and sometimes it's 30 kids that surround her and she just lays there so <laughs> she t- I mean, that's I- what you want you don't want the <laughs> you don't want 30 the kids to approach a dog and the dog to go running away i've literally saw so, a whole
0: class running at liberty today yeah. and and she just she
1: just
0: come yeah. S- bring it on yep
1: and there's all <laughs> like i said there's a saint bernard out there Um, When I went to Florida, we met a uh, French bulldog that was doing the work. So from a French bulldog to all the way up to a uh, a St. Bernard, it just takes the right temperament for the for the dogs. Yeah.
0: And I know that Liberty loves it because I've seen you hold her vest. She has a working vest. That's kind of tells her that she's on the job. So you held the vest out and she saw it and she literally came right up to you and stood right in front of you. Like I'm ready to go to work, put the vest on, let's go.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's funny too, because One of the things we do is um, when we do courage poses, there's always a picture involved. And I literally look at her now and I I say, Liberty, go get in the picture. And she walks over and sits in front of everybody. So, and that's not something we train to do, but because she's been doing it so often, she's like, okay, we'll do another picture. And and she
0: not only goes over and sits in front of everybody, she turns to the camera and I swear she (laughs) smiles.
1: Yeah, she does. (laughs) She does. So it's, it's, um, you know, it's that it's the right temperament, the right dog. It can be. Really, kind of any dog, um, but I think you've got, you've got to do training. Uh, therapy dog certifications are are big. Um, so um, when we start talking about doing the Choose Love Comfort Dog, uh, my idea is they is they go online, they do the Choose Love classes. Um, they have a therapy dog that they're working with, and then we'll send them a patch that says you're now a Choose Love Comfort dog.
0: Yeah, so we actually have patches. You yeah. have patches that you designed and yeah. created. Yeah. So we have them, and uh, we are going to start putting this program out yeah. very shortly. Yes. And uh, you're going to write a children's book that's yeah, associated I do with a... it, right? And <laughs> I, I
1: think one of the things that Liberty does is when we talk about um, the Choose Love, how, how does Liberty, without being able to talk— Teach courage, gratitude, forgiveness, and compassion and action. She teaches it. We've she seen does. her teach it. She does, but she doesn't do it without words. So she I fortifies
0: think, this in the kids. She amplifies it in yeah. the kids. I've seen it.
1: Yeah. So it's all like body language, you know. And I and I think um
0: and you know a lot of the kids, book, some of the kids that you work with can't speak.
1: Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. They're
0: nonverbal. Yeah.
1: So I think doing this. Uh, Doing it as animals, like, you know, a, a turtle goes in his shells when he's scared mm-hmm. and he shows courage. He comes back out of his back out of his shell. So I think using that the animal world to show that we can do all these things without even talking.
0: Yeah, I so, love that. I can't yeah. wait for it to come out. Yeah. And uh so let's let's kind of wrap it up by talking about some specific things that you've seen on being a part of the Choose Love bus tour in New Hampshire on some certain stops. What are your what are the things some some experiences that really stick out in your head? Okay, so I
1: have two favorites. Okay. So I'll start with the first favorite. Um and there there there's been a hundred. I, I know. there really has. But we were in Manchester, New Hampshire, and we're in a school and Liberty went in the classroom. And we she kinda went in the classroom and we kinda hung out by the door. Uh, we had visiting many classrooms that day and, and we're just at, outside this classroom and the kids are talking to her and they're visiting her and stuff. And as we go to leave with Liberty, um, we hear a little girl, um, thank her for visiting. And, and this said was goodbye. a special
0: needs class. Yeah. Right? And she yeah. said
1: goodbye to Liberty Yeah, and we didn't think any of the other, cause all the kids talk and all the kids say goodbye to Liberty. And all of a sudden the teachers come running out in the hallway and they're, they're crying. And I'm like, oh, no, what just happened? And that was the first time all year that this little girl who was nonverbal spoke. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty powerful. It was
0: incredible. And they were amazed. Not only did she speak, but it was appropriate.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So someone that these teachers had never heard speak all of a sudden said goodbye to Liberty that day. So that was that's surely a favorite. It's a big one. Um, It affected a lot of people that day. Um, Mostly this little girl who decided to talk right? Um,
0: Open something inside of her. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the second was at the school we're at now here in Milford. And they had told us that there was this little girl that was really afraid of dogs. She's in a wheelchair and they were going to come out and we were to like hang in a a different area. So, um, what had happened is the rest of her class had gone around the school once had walked around and I walked over. Um, it wasn't their turn yet. But we walked over and we started talking to this this class, and so all her friends went back in the classroom where she was still in the classroom, and they started talking about liberty, 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 and they met the police dog and so on. So she comes out again, and this time she wants to wants to get a little bit closer to liberty. We're still not ready to 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 touch the dog so we got a little bit closer and within five minutes she started she was patting liberty we got really close and it went all the way to that day that we kept going with her was um, we got a tennis ball and she started playing fetch with liberty and she's giggling liberty's actually running at her at this point with the ball (laughs) so all that fear completely went away oh my gosh um (laughs) and sure enough she came out today Couple months later, and she was looking for Liberty, and we went right up. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah, she made such a so. Liberty has uh, some Liberty T shirts, and uh, she made such an impact that day that I sent a T shirt to the school. And um, when she came out today, she she is going to wear her Liberty T shirt because we're going to be back here tomorrow. So That's all right. the plan <laughs> is she's going to wear her Liberty T shirt <laughs> for us tomorrow. So I love that. Yeah, and yeah. she was
0: she was not just scared; she was terrified of yeah,
1: dogs. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we meet a lot of kids. Um, there's a kid in the Concord School District that is uh his family came over from Afghanistan. And he, I got to be honest, he's a, he's not a big fan of dogs. Unfortunately, he's uh, military or the way they were using police dogs in Afghanistan. Oh, so he's not a big fan. Um, we've gotten pretty close. Mm-hmm. I've actually gave him a little stuffed Liberty dog, and he carries it around school now. Mm-hmm. I get pictures of him with the Liberty mm-hmm. dog. But I think by the end of the year, he, he's gonna he'll, he'll pat Liberty for us. So I, I, that's a it's a big hurdle for him. There's a lot of courage,
0: yeah. On
1: top of courage coming from a country Afghanistan to now going to a school system in the in, in the United States, right? Um, but a positive from that that I've seen too is uh, all the kids have like. 100% taking him in. They, mm. He's part of the class. Oh, that's
0: beautiful. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no hate. No, you're different than us. Nothing. They've just 100% taken him in. And he's learning English. Mm. He, you know, they. it's not like they can talk. He's, but the kids, they play with him at recess. and Amazing. So that love is there. It's, it's there. The little kids get it. You yeah, know?
0: I love that. I love that. I will say that what amazes me traveling around with you and Liberty is that we often also have a, a giant duck yeah. that is with us. Yes. right? And sometimes it's even like a man in a duck suit. <laughs> like it was 6'2". So it's like you can't miss the duck yes right? yes and uh, and we will walk into classes the duck will go first yes so, and the the kids look right past the duck and they go a dog <laughs> a dog they don't even see yeah. the duck which is amazing yes. every single time yes. they just love the dog yeah. and it just it just Turns on their 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 heart and and they they just are overflowing when yes. they see that yeah. it is amazing. It to is me. amazing
1: too. And you know the other thing too is we we're talking a lot about the kids, but every yeah. time we go somewhere, the teachers are kneeling down and loving on the dog too. So I mean, on the ground, need it, they need it <laughs> as much as the kids. Oh need my it. gosh,
0: they absolutely yeah. Do. Yeah, they absolutely do. So it's possible to get comfort dogs in schools, in hospitals, in prisons, in governmental agencies. Uh, they're already in police departments. Yeah. So we can actually do this. So I am so excited, Lenny, and yeah. I'm, I'm just so honored that you chose the Choose Love Movement yeah. to work with and that you're here with me today and that we've been able to travel together and now we're friends and... <laughs> Uh, I just, I, I'm so grateful to you.
1: Yeah. And I have to tell you, I'm I'm very grateful to you too. I, uh, it's, it's changed me as a person. I, I, you could call my wife right now and ask her and she would tell you that (laughs) it's changed me as a person. It really, it really, really has. So, um, it's, it's been a great ride. It really has been. The bus tour has been great.
0: It has been great. And we're, we're going to keep going.
1: Yes, 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 (laughs) yes. It's absolutely wonderful. And, even, um, seeing, like, the choose, uh, the, uh, the choose aloha. And see how excited those people are and meeting teachers from Texas and see how excited they are for this. Yes, yes. It's so neat to see the rest of the world just embracing this program. It's
0: incredible. So Lenny emceed our latest conference. Yeah. And it was literally a worldwide conference. Yeah. And so you were meeting people from all over the world that were choosing love. And that was was mind-blowing, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean we I I we could probably talk for another hour about I the know. conference um yeah. Dr. Cook it, that was amazing what I an know. experience
0: meeting him Right
1: You know and it's so funny coming from a from like the law enforcement aspect of the world and <laughs> This guy's in the CIA and it's like, oh, let's talk about that kind of stuff. But to talk to him about the choose love stuff was was wonderful.
0: Right. Former CIA agent. But he's choosing love. Yes. Yes. Incredible. Right. So if he can do it, we can all do it. Yes, (laughs)
1: exactly.
0: If he can do it, if I can do it, if you can do it, if Liberty can do it. We can all do it. Yes,
1: very much so. <laughs> very much so.
0: Well, thank you so much for sitting down. Thanks for doing this podcast. And we're going to be hearing a lot more from you because we are partners now. We're going to move forward with the Choose Love Comfort Dog program. We're going to get it everywhere. We're going to do that together. And thank you so much.
1: Yes, thank you so, so much for having us. Hey, hey, oh. it's all part of us. We can all choose love, it'll lift you up if you let it in, let the healing begin. Thanks for listening to the
0: Choose Love Podcast. Our positive empowering messaging is reaching millions of people all over the planet. Join the worldwide movement to choose love. Our programming is in over 10,000 schools, homes, and communities across the country, in every state and over 112 countries and counting. We are giving individuals of all ages the essential life skills they need to flourish. You can be part of the solution too. We have sponsorship opportunities available that help support us and enable you to share in helping create a safer, more peaceful, and loving world. Contact me on our website, chooselovemovement.org.